What Dragons Prefer by Dale A. Dermatis I looked down from my horse at the mayor of this town I'd been sent to save and wondered why I immediately found him so distasteful. Perhaps it was the fact that he had given to titling himself Lord. Perhaps I was picking up clues from the townsfolk, particularly the women, who avoided him even as they crowded around me. Or perhaps it was the way his eyes slid over me as he tried to see exactly what lay beneath my leather jerkin. Dragon Slayer, he greeted, his smile slick beneath his well-oiled mustache. Thank you for coming to aid us in our time of terror. I prefer Dragon Seeker, I said politely. It is not enough to have the skills to slay a dragon. One must learn about him as well. To know one's enemy is to destroy him. And most people knew so little about dragons. I knew, for example, that dragons only fed once every twenty years, and then usually only one human. Is that such a bad thing, really, when wolves kill so many deer in the forest to survive, or humans kill sheep because roast mutton is so tasty? But people panicked if they saw a dragon glide far overhead on the highest currents, or if they caught a faint whiff of its acrid scent when the wind turned just right. He insisted I spend the night in comfort at his home. I found something else to dislike. His manor was too opulent compared to the rest of the farming village, and had been built, no doubt, at the townsfolk's expense. It even had a rooftop garden. Do you lure the dragons with your virginity? he asked during dinner. No, I said. I suspected he was less interested in how I lure dragons than in my possible virginal state. My supposition was confirmed when he muttered, Fitty, and turned his attentions to his meal. I bolted the door to my room that night, and a good thing, for the latch rattled and I heard a thwarted curse. I arose the next morning before dawn and before the mayor, whom I doubted had seen a sunrise in many a year. I, on the other hand, knew that dragons are nocturnal, and would find this one sleeping when I reached its lair. While I hastily ate a cold sausage roll and drank a cup of tea, standing up in the kitchen, I asked his cook if the dragon had carried off many of the town's residents. Hardly likely, she snorted, slapping her fists into the bread dough. His lordship makes sure each girl is protected, as he says, barely a day past their first blooding. The tea turned bitter on my tongue. So he thought ridding the town's young girls of their virginity would keep the dragon at bay? My instincts about him had been all too correct. I rode off to find the dragon. All that's left is discussion of my payment, I told him when I returned the next evening. When I suggested we hold the discussion in his rooftop garden, his smile grew far too broad. I had barely tucked the purse in my belt and dodged his first advance when the dragon arrived for her twenty-year meal. Another thing few people know about dragons is that while the males prefer female virgins, the females like their men experienced. Know your enemies, indeed. This has been a Podcastle Miniature. What Dragons Prefer was by Dale A. Dermatis, of whom a reviewer once said, she has so many pseudonyms you'd think she was a spy. She's a published writer of fantasy and science fiction, media tie-in, romance, and erotica, under names including Andrea Dale, Sarah Dale, and Sophie Mouet. You can find more information about Dale and her various pseudonyms at Severwid.com. 
This story was read by L. Savage, emerging fantasist and student at the University of Iowa. Links in this outro can be found on our website. Visit us on the web at podcastle.org.